0: My name is Saul Wordsworth and this is the IBT Podcast. Hello, I'm Saul Wordsworth, Deputy Editor of IVT International, the world's leading publication for industrial and off-road vehicles in construction, agriculture and mining. Welcome to the IVT podcast. Our feature interview today is with Johan Holman, Deputy Chief Technology Officer with Volvo Autonomous Solutions, Volvo's newest business unit established in January this year. Johan explores the correlation between autonomy and electrification, considers whether skilled workers will ever be replaced, and discusses Volvo's latest autonomous vehicle developments. But first, it's time for news and conversation with IVT editor Tom Stone, live from his luxury home on England's south coast.
1: My 11s is, I have uh, raisins and nuts.
0: Are they your raison d'etre,
1: if you will? Yes, they are. And my cashew nuts.
0: Bless me. (laughs) Yeah, I I tend to have, I make myself a a half a cafetiere of half ordinary caffeinated, half decaf coffee, and I'll have, it's all half, I'll have half a square of 90% chocolate with maybe a cashew, maybe a hazelnut, uh, and half a raisin. Wow. It's like that, it's like the uh, end scene in uh, Charlie and the
1: Chocolate Factory, when everything's cut in half.
0: I don't remember that. I can just remember them smashing through the, the ceiling.
1: The yeah. glass ceiling on
0: behalf of women everywhere. That's
1: why, uh, that's why Willy Wonka was a bit disappointed with them at the end because uh, they, they stole some of his fizzy lifting lemonade. And uh, that's why everything in his office is cut in half. I remember it always did disturb me slightly as a child. I found it very, very surreal and odd, everything cut in half. And it's not in the book. It's all
0: just made up for the film. I once had an argument or a disagreement with Benedict Cumberbatch as to whether or not Gene Wilder does the somersault or the forward role himself, or whether it's um, a stuntman. And I man. said, it's Wilder. And he said, no, 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 it's a stunt, man. And I said, no, it's Wilder. And he said, no. Curmudgeon Cumberbatch <laughs> uses to back down. I can see it now. Oh, well, don't forget this is going out on the airways. We don't want to get ourselves into, uh, into a libel suit now, do we? Well, no, you're absolutely right. And I, I can tell you from first-hand experience, you don't want to get on the wrong side of Cumberbatch. So I, I wondered if it was anything this has caught your eye in the news in the off highway news in the last week or two well
1: I tell you what I have something that's hot off the not off the press but uh, hot off the uh, uh, the webinar trail uh, yeah. as we're all used to these days not a not a live launch event but I don't think this has even made it onto the IBT uh, website yet but'll do soon no doubt because um, I only um, only just uh, tuned in yesterday and um, <coughs> Some good launches from Caterpillar uh, that they've announced a new backhoe loader range, oh, yeah. uh, which is which is very exciting with uh, uh, the first industry first um, <coughs> touchscreen in the in the cab. Interesting. So uh, that that was very interesting, and then also not a vehicle, but they were um, launching and expanding their Cat Command um system which is a remote control system quite advanced Uh, you can swap machines from operator to operator you can control the machines from from almost anywhere you know quite quite a distance and uh you know so that so machines can be operating in dangerous um conditions you know um and, and the operator is in no danger whatsoever can be completely in a different place from the machine which would appear uh, to a bystander, I suppose, as if it was operating completely autonomously.
0: Oh, that's very interesting. I mean, I also know this week that CNH Industrial um, announced a collaboration with Accenture and Microsoft to help enhance its digital capabilities and develop smart, connected products. This is all very interesting because it happens to tie in with our feature interview this week which is with Johan Holman who is Deputy CTO of VAS Volvo Autonomous Solutions. They are their own company within Volvo I think from the beginning of this year. Fantastic
1: part of the Volvo group of course I uh, am imagining. Absolutely. uh, Yeah and so, so a little bit we've got a bit of autonomy chat coming up then have we or autonomous vehicle
0: chat uh, well, how deep do we go? Well, well let's, not, let's not give away well, too much. But I... I mean, how deep do we go? How deep is your love? How long is a piece of string, Thomas? <laughs> we go pretty deep. And actually, interestingly, Johan formerly was um, very much involved in electromobility. And of course, there's a strong correlation between autonomy and electrification. Uh, electrification being the, the principal theme of our latest issue of IBT. It was the electrification yeah, I... special.
1: It's interesting that, isn't it? I mean, you don't... In theory, an autonomous vehicle doesn't have to be uh, electric. But then in practice, particularly with um, construction machinery, um, with hydraulics, I think if you are... Unless you have electrohydraulics, and and then you're starting to go down more of a sort of like full electrification path... um, it, 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 you know, there's the, you can't, you know, it's it's difficult to see how autonomy would work without at least
0: electrohydraulics. Yeah. And uh, of course, in theory, autonomy could be applied to a diesel machine. But why use one cutting edge, groundbreaking solution and sort of bolt it on to something that is that has been around for two hundred years or hundred years? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's true. That's
1: true. And everyone wants, uh, um, well, a lot of people want to go electric. Um, and, and there are very many advantages in, electri- in the electrification. Um, but one of the disadvantages, of course, is that you have to charge them up and you have to. But if you're talking about an autonomous vehicle, um, it's much, much easier, I think, to sort of build that into a work cycle where, you know, it perhaps is charging, you know, maybe once every twenty minutes, even if it's a perhaps a, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a hauler or something that's going backwards and forwards. It could be getting a little bit of charge every every sort of every
0: cycle almost. Should we get out of the way and listen to the interview with Johan?
1: Yeah, quite enough of us prattling on, I think. Enough.
0: Now it's time for our feature interview. Turn off your mind, relax, and float downstream as you settle into my conversation with Johan Holman, Volvo Autonomous Solutions. Johan Holman, thank you very much for joining us on the IBT podcast. Thank you. Um, now, I know that you are the Deputy Chief Technology Officer. Uh, and manager with uh, VAS, which is uh, Volvo Autonomous Solutions. What is VAS's current autonomous strategy? Where, Where is it at? And I'm thinking particularly in terms of a progression or progress from the electric site project, which I believe came to fruition a couple of years ago. Perhaps you could tell us just a little bit about that and the progression since then.
2: Uh, as you as you know, the electric site was a pilot that uh, closed in 2018.
0: Fact insertion. Back in 2018, Volvo CE and its customer Skanska attempted to create the world's first emission-free quarry. Drawing on its electromobility and automation expertise, the 10-week research project, dubbed Electric Site, electrified each transport stage in a quarry near Gothenburg. The results showed a 98% reduction in carbon emissions, a 70% reduction in energy costs, and a 40% reduction in operator costs.
2: And then we that was an advanced engineering project to prove the concept. And our vehicles at that time was called the hx 2 And that was like R&D or advanced engineering, we call it. But today we are commercializing a TARA solution, T-A-R-A. And the vehicle itself has gone from the name HX to TA. Okay. And um, this this is a solution that is electric and autonomous. It can drive uh, or run 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it can be adapted to the customer's demands. So if productivity at the customer goes down, it can follow the demand curve. And uh, yeah, as I have said, we are currently um, finalizing, or or we we have gone from R&D to advanced engineering. And today we are finalizing a sale of a long-term contract, just to give you an example, with the TARA solution, which will reduce the customer's CO2 footprint by 85%. Okay. And, and, and that is at that specific site. And as a general uh, target, we think we can reach 75%. So it's when you combine uh, electrification and automation that you really start to innovate new new
0: solutions. Well, I was going to ask you about that. And I wanted to know, in your opinion, what the relationship is between autonomy and electrification. I mean, I guess it's absolutely um, intertwined and especially today, you're really not going to have one without the other. You're not going to have sophisticated autonomous solutions with a, a diesel engine. Instance.
2: We we can actually have that because today we are in the Volvo Group. We we are fostered with something that we call common architecture and shared technologies, mm-hmm. meaning that we create very specific interfaces. And the interfaces are good and bad. But the good thing is that you can start to combine. So our aim is to
0: actually have uh, the, the possibility to do both. But as but I said before, would you do both? Would you marry up? a sort of cutting edge technology with something that is slowly being phased out by for, for instance no, no uh,
2: we 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 would not but if you go for mm, highway trucking with long distances where there are no charging capabilities for example right. there you might uh, you might do that, but uh, the, th- those are not confirmed. I agree with you. It's easy, and it's uh, in general the right thing to do to combine uh, or to to think of them as one, uh, because as I said before, that's really when the, the 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 benefits or the innovation
0: comes to life. So you talked about um, the the rebranding of um, one of the vehicles that was used during the electric site project. What, yes. what is it that? you would say you were waiting for, in terms of technological development, to move autonomous vehicles onto the next level. What will help move them on and progress them? Automation
2: or autonomous solutions, we we are day by day refining the, the capabilities of that system. We often talk about ODDs, operational design domains that we can manage. So, uh, so I mean, we, we can day by day improve our capabilities of the vehicles. But apart from that, very important to say is always safety. Safety is in the DNA of of Volvo, yeah. and we 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 have to make sure. And, and along or very close to that is the legislations that we that we have today. Yes. So so uh, safety legislations, but not to forget also infrastructure in, in the sense of it uh, can be charging infrastructure, but it can also be emergency stop systems or whatever at sites. These are really important also building blocks, apart from the vehicle itself and the
0: vehicle technology. Sure. Now, the, the vehicle technology, just in the way that electric vehicles are reliant on a progression of battery technology, which obviously yeah. advances, you know, every year and batteries get smaller while retaining their, their power, their energy or, or becoming more powerful. What is it specifically... In, in technological terms, that VAS is, is waiting on or developing that, that will then improve and enhance an autonomous solution?
2: I would say, in general, the sensor technology. Uh, I mean, I see the solutions as a control systems uh, from sensor technology being interpreted into what we call a world model or, or interpreting the world around it. And then uh, a big computer that, that makes the decisions where to go and so on. But I think we are progressing well in all those areas and uh, computational power you can buy and so on. But, but uh, to have uh, certified um, lidars and radars and, uh, and cameras are really important for us to progress. And uh, yeah, I would say those.
0: What, what is driving your yeah. entire division and department? Is it the lowering of operational costs? Is it, um, is it, a, is it safety? So a, a, a manless cab? What What's the driver?
2: Yeah, I, I would say that the, the three main uh, drivers, I mean, it's for customer productivity, but, but productivity, safety, and uh, efficiency in the operations.
0: Do you think that autonomous vehicles can ever replace skilled drivers?
2: Good question. Uh, I I would say that we are, if you look here and now, automation is not about making jobs obsolete. There will still be a need for for skilled drivers in the future, absolutely. And it will be used, uh, I mean automation Will be used for very specific um, repetitive flows in the beginning and and with safety secured and so on. So uh, I, I we see it as um, we see it as uh, a complement uh, when managing the the this rising goods of the needs of transport and and goods flows, so to say. So, but can uh, an autonomous solution replace a driver yes in simple uh, or a skilled driver in simple uh, applications yes it can even make it more safe because they they are predictable and do the same things so absolutely but when you come to the um, more trickier where you really need the skilled drivers there it will take a long time before that we are talking
0: about sure well i know that VAS and Volvo are at the forefront of autonomous solutions worldwide. Where is it that you see your division in perhaps five years from now? Mm. And and then you are talking about we are
2: still in the, we should focus on the off road. Uh, And uh, I am really hoping that this, uh, and and thinking that this uh, field has taken off in, uh, because we are, starting already today of, of what we say scaling this. So um, yeah, I, I'm hoping that we will see a lot of customer implementations by
0: this uh, or in, in five years from now, and that this is a, a big market. When you say a lot of customer implementations and a big market, I'm really pinning you down here. Just out of interest, what's your view? What Do you have a sort of a, a number in mind, a percentage of the market? No, we don't have that today. That's a fair answer. But (laughs) Johan Holman, thank you so much for being a guest on the IBT podcast.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Johan Holman there on the future of autonomous vehicles in off-highway. Join me again soon for another episode of the IBT podcast. In the meantime, stay safe and healthy And stay in touch with us on Twitter at IVT underscore MAG, online at IVTINternational.com, and of course, via this podcast. That's it from me. Until next time. The IVT Podcast is an MA Business Production. Please like and subscribe. If you're interested in appearing on the podcast, Reach us via our website, ibtinternational.com or email ibtmarkallangroup.com. I've spoken to many Swedish people and Scandinavians over the years. And without exception, every single one will say, use the phrase, so to say... Oh, sorry I just that. thought that I would tell you that in English we say, so to speak.
2: So to speak,
0: yes. So to speak. Okay. So, I, you know, I'm not trying to correct you, but feel free to spread that information amongst every <laughs> Swedish person that, that you know. Um, yeah, I will.